In a shocking revelation this afternoon, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions has been released. We'll get into what details we know and uh, you know, and what it means for the uh, for the other half of that tag team going forward. Also, Cody Rhodes is going to be in the news for some time now. Of course, he made his first appearance on the bump. We've got a couple of things in regards to uh, Cody, his appearance there, and some interviews he's done in the past. Also, Tony Khan talks about going to his ruthless roots, going back to those ruthless roots for AEW Rampage. What does that mean? We'll talk about that. Plus, The Rock, he's got that XFL coming pretty soon. A new logo and a new vision is what The Rock has given us. We'll talk about that and much more on today's top story. Share that link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Boom. What's up, everyone? So normally I do the intros, but my voice, if you guys can tell, my voice is still hoarse from being at WrestleMania and talking all that much. Still got WrestleMania so I, allowed, voice. I got the WrestleMania voice. So I let Jeremy do the intros because he's so tremendous at it. I'm like, dude, save my voice. I had practice last week. I had practice last week while you guys were out of town. So <laughs> guys, we want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for tuning in into the top story. We got a lot to cover today. We got that Nash Carter story that just broke uh, a few hours ago. Um, and we also got some news about Cody Rhodes. He was on WWE's The Bump today. We revealed a lot. He talked a lot. We're going to jump into that and much more, man. But as always, guys, make sure you are liking, sharing, and subscribing. We're well on our way to 28,000. I think we're like right oh, like under 300 uh, to hit that 28,000 subscriber mark. So thank you guys for all the support and love. Go ahead and share this video right now if you're watching live on Facebook in your favorite wrestling group. Tag your friends in the comment section so they can join in on the conversation. And if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button and smash that notification bell so you never miss whenever we drop brand new stuff. I see 124 in uh, uh, viewers in here. So engage with the show, guys. Sound off in the comments and engage with the show. Go ahead and throw up the thumbs up, the heart emojis, the laugh emojis, the angry emojis. I want to get your thoughts on Nash Carter being released so let's jump into that first story that's the headline today nash carter's uh one half of the nxt tag team champions of msk mm. being released today after being featured on stand and deliver and being featured last night on nxt's 2.0 um so fightful learned about this a few hours ago what's the story what are the details well i mean uh first all uh, let's just talk about uh the situation itself um, if, if anybody has ever been through any sort of relationship in, uh, abuse within a relationship, you know, that there are a lot of ups and downs. And while Kimberly may have made it sound like it was okay, uh, apparently it wasn't. Uh, and she came out with uh, some more information, uh, over the past couple of days, kind of saying how she's been brainwashed and, uh, that there has been a lot of abuse, even, putting out some uh, interesting uh, and uh, not so good photos of Nash Carter doing uh, some posing. Uh, but yes, uh, Fightful Select has uh, uh, Sean Ross, not Fightful Select, but Sean Ross himself uh, put out the tweet and literally, literally about five minutes later got the confirm that Nash Carter has been released by the WWE. Of course, Carter with Wes Lee as MSK has, um, have, you know, 
are the tag team champions. Uh, we'll get into that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Um, but uh, Carter, of course, accused of domestic violence, as you see, uh, also posing as Hitler uh, in a post that Kimberly had posted as well. Um, as you see, um, uh, let's see, I don't know if the, uh, the, uh, the there's a tweet that's not uh, shown here uh, where she did mention about being brainwashed. And so that, you know, she probably... Uh, that's what happens in an abusive relationship. You get tricked into thinking things are all right. And that's why she kind of backtracked and did a 180 and then decided, Hey, uh, I need to really uh, get ahead of this and uh, get this out there. And uh, so that's why uh, these recent things have been posted. Uh, And uh, I I assume immediately, as soon as uh, at least uh, the one on the left and the one on the right were um, released, I think WWE said, yeah, goodbye, good riddance, get out of here. Uh, so while it seemed like Nash was the good guy in the situation for some time now, uh, th- uh, uh, with Kimberly backtracking, it turns out that it was all true from the get-go uh, with all the evidence she's shown and things that she, she's been hiding for the past uh, year or so. Uh, so a, a sad situation there uh, for sure. Uh, and, you know, I've... You know, I've I've seen and uh, I've seen some abusive relationships firsthand, so I know all about what she's going through. Um, and it's kind of sad to see people blaming her still after all this evidence has come out, which is yeah, uh, pretty pretty uh, pretty fucking ridiculous in my opinion. Um, but let's go to the business side of things. It, it's kind of unfortunate for Wesley. Wesley, a great talent in NXT. Uh, hell, I, I got a I got an idea right now for you, Jose. Uh, once this story Shoot. ends up, uh, once this story ends up, man, pair him with Draco Anthony. I think those two could work really well together. Those two could work very well together. Now that he's kind of having this heel tendency now uh, against Zion Quinn, I think that might be which, a really good matchup for him. Which now may not fit if he's going to turn heel and join Joe Gacy. Uh, which again, interestingly enough, Joe Gacy uh, revealing himself as the next main event, basically for uh, NXT uh, kidnapping Rick Steiner, which I thought was interesting, but I like the Gacy story. I like the Gacy character. So I've been a little more uh, uh, accepting of what he's been doing. And so I think it's kind of an interesting twist that they're doing. Some people thought it was kind of hokey, ridiculous. Eh, you know, I, I kind of like the end of it. I like the cliffhanger. Uh, I like the Joe Casey's in the main event too, because I think he's a hell of a talent. Yeah, he's he's a good talent. But uh, speaking of the situation with you know with Nash Carter and Kimberly, uh, the the whole situation is very very sad. You know, there's um, yeah. thousands, if not millions, of other women that uh, suffer through domestic abuse. Now, I'm we don't know if this is the situation. She's putting the information out there, so you guys are uh, as free to make your own conclusions as you want. Yeah, but the evidence is pretty compelling, right? So. There's thousands and millions of women that live with this problem, this this epidemic of domestic abuse that really doesn't go uh, being told, right? And they're forced to do things like this and put it out on social media because it's the only way that they'll be heard. Um, it's it's sad because it's not something that you want to see someone that's on TV on a weekly basis have to go through, right? And in Nash Carter's point of view, right? He's right now he's he's on the ascension in his career. You know, just becoming a, a two-time NXT Tag Team Champion, mm-hmm. getting himself noticed on WWE mm-hmm. TV. Yeah, and now this happens, and now and uh, I see the people because, that were I see the people trying to defend Nash in the chat. Got I real know, quiet. Got real quiet after you posted those screenshots. Yes, uh, but but my thing is that now you have this young guy 
that was on the up and up. Yeah. And now his career is practically derailed oh. because of all this information that has surfaced. Yeah. And now, even let, let's just say there isn't any legal charges, there's still the court of public opinion. Yeah. And that is the harshest court to get over with. Let's get Kevin Kellum in the stream since he just joined us and to get his take on what's going on here with Nash Carter. What's up, Kevin? What a what a situation here. You know, uh, that is that has developed so quickly and also a situation, as you guys have already described, with a lot of conflicting reports about it. So what we know is he's out of WWE uh, and and that 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 sucks for him as a wrestler. Um, but if he is indeed guilty of the things he's accused of doing, it's pretty severe. Then you have I, I believe you guys have covered this already before the tech issues I had right before we went live. Um, we have conflicting reports that oppose what Kimber is saying and oppose the severity of what Kimber is saying. Uh, and so it, it's it's all over the place. Uh, you know, this is all Kimber's uh, Lee's darn fault, false accusations. Here's Steve. We don't know that. We simply no. just do not know that to to to, to say that to say that uh, that her accusations aren't accurate or are not uh, describing real severity is not fair or and also not compassionate and on top uh, so, of that i mean yeah. on top of that you, you you saw her tweets there you know saying that you know she was brainwashed so she was thinking things were okay yeah. but um at the same time you know they weren't and now she finally realized i gotta say i gotta say something and then posted quite a bit of evidence so uh more than enough for but, wwe I mean, I mean, more than I, enough for wwe to say you're gone objectively she went for his head she went for his career you know she tagged wwe in this stuff so yes, if anyone's saying that she, she did. didn't want to get him fired oh she's just doing this to no no she worked in wwe mm -hmm. she worked there you know uh and does that mean he didn't deserve it if he's guilty of it he deserved it yeah 100 mm -hmm. You know, you have to be objective about this stuff. So, so I mean, we're laying this all out. Kimber uh, lays out that one tweet there on the rest. She tags, hey, NXT, this is my face after your tag champ at Nash Carter got uh, wasted and hit me hard. Uh, so, uh, so split my lip. I'm trying to read the, this in the, the uh, he told me uh, I'm a wrestler. So I'm always marked up. I hid this for a year, even forgave him, but I can't hide it anymore. Uh, Kimber then follows up with just another look into the type of person Nash Carter is. Uh, she tags WWE and WWE NXT. I've hit so much for so long. I've also meant I've also been mentally abused, not to mention the countless anti LGBTQIA statements him and his family make. Uh, and then this picture of him here on the right. Um, whether or not that's a serious photo, I don't know. I would, I would certainly hope not. Uh, I know people have done stuff like that when they're like shaving, which is stupid to do. Uh, and that is, that's not a defense of him at all. Wait, we have Cody here on the screen here for a second. We're still covering the story. Sorry, uh, but no, this is this is an, obviously this is an awful look. If he's guilty of these things, goodbye. <laughs> good, good, goodbye is the simple thing. Then you have legal recourses and all these different things. Yeah. Uh, I think I think rushing to the conclusion that Kimber is making a false accusation simply because. You know, he isn't living with her anymore is inaccurate. Uh, here's the thing about this, too. Kimber's not in NXT anymore. She's not in WWE. She's not an impact anymore either. Yeah. So uh, this is somebody on the outside saying this. What does she have? And, to gain? and, and I was just I was just explaining this, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. She was if you don't if you've never been 
personally involved with someone that's been through an abusive relationship, they get brainwashed and tricked into thinking things are okay. That's why she backtracked in the first place. Yeah. Now she's posted all of this. And that was about proof. a week ago, right? This, this uh, is a little longer, but yeah, a L- little longer than a week ago. Then stand yeah. and deliver happens. Then after this happens. Yeah. yeah Cause you I know? think she started teasing or putting some stuff on social media yeah. in the lead up to stand and deliver. And I think I had read somewhere where he said, like, I'm just going to wait until this is all over. And then I'm going to dump the information. And sure enough, I think not too long after stand and deliver was over. Those tweets started coming out. I hate covering stories like this. Yeah, I do too. But you know, no, 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 no. I, 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 here's, here's why I hate it. It's not about wrestling. It's not about us speculating about something. It's about us speculating about people's real lives. This is the most people are going to talk about NXT in some time, which is despicable because NXT is a great. It's even with the changes. There's a lot of great, really talented wrestlers and producers and and production people there that are doing some great stuff. And this is the stink that's going to be on it. And this isn't to, to sway you from listening to Kimber's story or listening to Nash's story. It's just, this isn't a positive story. This is not a positive story anyway. Uh, and the only you, there's some positives that can come out of it. Uh, and some people are going to argue that WWE reacted strongly. Well, you know, figure out your legal matter here, you know? Figure out your legal thing and come on back and let let's see what we can do. That it's not the same. And the even then, closed. and even th- and even then, he. I don't think they will. I mean, look what happened with Enzo. Look, I mean, you know, the guy got accused of rape, and mm-hmm. he got acquitted. Yeah, but Enzo didn't tell WWE about. It, and that's why Enzo got fired. He didn't get fired because he got accused of something. He got fired because he didn't talk to WWE about it. So now it has to be described as: Did Nash disclose this information to WWE NXT or not? We simply don't know. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot here we don't know, and there's a lot that some people want us to know, and other things we don't want to know. <laughs> a lot of psyops here. A lot, a lot, a lot of psychological operations going on back and forth here. Well, so let's think, go uh, from a yeah. let's go from a negative story to a positive story because the talk of the, the over the weekend has been about one guy, and one guy only. It's Cody. Guy, it's Cody. It's Cody. Cody was on the bump today, guys. Yeah, he made he made like the a, whole show, the entire Cody. show. Cody Rhodes. Uh, he made quite the impact here this week with media, not just within uh, the WWE platform. Obviously, on WrestleMania, big debut with Seth Rollins. Then gets that very rare invite the media uh, uh, media scrum, uh, and that was pretty cool. And all these different things. And so then he does the sit-down interviews. Now he does this interview, which is much more of the uh, diehard WWE fans going to check this out, where they're the loyal to WWE. They're going to enjoy this. He mentions AEW in it. He mentions he a does. handful of things in it. He mentions things he wants to do. Uh, he certainly is uh, in embracing the WWE machine that is being behind him, almost to the point where he's joking that he did too much media this week. Um, listen, if you don't think WWE's trying to send a message here, they are sending it boldly. They are sending it loudly, and they are sending it in every different direction, not just Jacksonville, where AEW is based. But they're sending these to fans that are going to decry WWE and say it's the big bad corporate uh, wrestling company, right? Well, if it is, they're going to ma- they're going to still make it feel big, and they're going to make a big star feel even bigger there. That's what they're going for here. And you have him coming in there saying wrestler. You have him in- coming in there mentioning his father. You have him coming in there doing a lot of things that no one would expect him to be able to do or that were conditioned as jaded fans to expect him to be able to do. And he's doing all of those things over and over again. He's just saying them. He hasn't even wrestled them yet. And the sense of wrestling under his father's name and, 
and doing all these different things that reference pro wrestling history and saying wrestler a lot to the point where he's playing with it. He's playing with the idea of like, yeah, I'm a wrestler and I'm a superstar. Like, like, like that language is alarming. He mentioned that the, the culture of W is you say superstar. Here's this guy coming in who, who also, by the way, started the biggest competition against WWE in 20 years and now is with them. I don't care how you want to spin this. This is positive for WWE. It isn't the worst thing for AEW. They're going to be fine. So, I mean, and anyone who's trying to rewrite history and say that he wasn't a big part of AEW is foolish because there's a there's a lot of people that are trying to somehow trying to do that now. They're, they're somehow trying to say that he wasn't a big part of it. This is a big deal. This is another idea that WWE is going to send the right message to their fan base and say, no, we're going to try and make our big stars feel big, especially if they come here from another company. Yeah, uh, when he was on the bump, he talked about his promo on Monday night, and uh, he he said, I, as a professional, wanted to present it in the most digestible way. It was incredibly real from the heart, not scripted. That's probably a good precedent to set for me when it comes to being here now and being on this team. That's how I'd like to present myself in terms of, I know what I'm doing with a microphone. I don't need to be told, Uh, which, you know, makes you wonder if Vince is going to be a little more lenient on some of those established guys now to let them be able to cut their own promos because that's been a big knock the, on w- also this is a guy who's coming into wwe doing yeah it. and he's being allowed to do it <laughs> which is i mean is, he's certainly know. familiar with wwe system he was raised in it right mm-hmm. but he's coming in there from another company your main competitor cutting promos that way mm-hmm. you know i mean he'll still be able to hit his time cues there was one thing he did in aew that i always liked that other people weren't you know how to frame things to the camera? There are a lot of guys and stuff that would do stuff, and they simply wouldn't frame it towards the hard cam, which is something mm-hmm. a lot of people have to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and develop it. Mm-hmm. And he always knew how to find that's, a camera. That's what NXT, that's what a big part of NXT is, is to get yeah. you ready for that. To get you ready for that and and to understand how to frame to it, because there's just a lot of guys who don't wrestle that way. They just yeah. don't they don't wrestle for it. Impact to a degree, you do it, but they do it dead on from the entrance, so it's a little bit different. I know people think that all these things are just, technological no it's so fundamental and and, and being in the per- yeah, be, Absolutely. yeah being uh for for uh put this in perspective working at aew the promotion i'm with we have guys that'll get in the ring and if there's something specific they're going to do in a match the run-throughs are like that the run-throughs are like it is framed and set a certain way mm-hmm. and that's at an independent level so you have a lot of guys who re- don't wrestle that way or you wrestle in new japan they don't ask you to frame at all because they they just shoot from they shoot from nine different angles. Mm-hmm. WWE shoots a lot of different angles, but the hard cam is the most important one for them. Uh, and he knew how to find that camera. He knew how to dissuade from it. He knew how to come back to it. Um, there's a lot of things that he has in his skill set that are very WWE ready because he was honed in that system already. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it. He's probably even a better wrestler than he left WWE because all the things he learned away from it. And he mentioned also in an interview with The Ringer that the last guy he talked to and saw before coming out on that stage was Triple H. And so, uh, you know, that WWE 24 that is eventually going to come on Woo! Cody Rhodes' it's return. So good. Man, that's that's going to make you cry. Yeah, man. Watch it. Just watching Gorilla before he comes out and stuff like that's going to be so interesting to watch. He's extremely candid in this bump interview, too. I know a lot of people maybe haven't seen the media scrums and everything. He's very, very candid about this. And I know a lot of it seems like spin. I have a lot of friends who are uh, enjoy AEW and, and, and are just crapping on this like crazy saying, ah, he's just an egotistical guy. I was like, bullshit. All wrestlers are. All of them are. There's no way. There's no way you don't compete at that level at that game and say the things you do. Uh, he point blank said, I would never take back the throne ever. The thrones in my bar. People take pictures on it. 
He would do the same thing. Triple H would do the same. Triple H wrote a freaking tank in the WCW. It was never personal. It was no, it's business. Right? Cody, nah, Cody nah. had our Cody had always had constant contact with Vince and others in WWE throughout that six years, and the 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 contact was always there. Uh, and yeah, this was always just yeah for entertainment value to get the. To get us riled up, basically. A lot of people trying to rewrite the narrative of what Cody did in All Elite Wrestling in the last 72 hours are looking real, real bug-eyed right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some screen. Uh-huh. I think I was scrolling through social media. I think there's a, uh, equally on Instagram as on Twitter. And I'm looking at the pictures and pictures from WrestleMania, fans that attended WrestleMania that were throwing up the middle finger to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> But you throw it the middle you paid like you made a selfie, you made a selfie, but the WrestleMania entrance and your middle fingering Cody Rhodes on the it's like, come on. But you wow. paid to go to WrestleMania. Well, uh, our, our, uh, you our, paid to take that photo, but you're gonna give him the finger. What are we going our, our good pal, our good pal uh Phil Lindsay, who's been on some trivia. Love Phil. Uh, Phil's a great, great Phil Chicago from, guy. Love Phil. Phil from the Grapsity podcast and and uh fightful and such and uh he about an hour ago he posted a great tweet that said people are really killing me acting like they loved cody a year ago like i don't remember their bad takes i <laughs> get him phil <laughs> so it works the other way too fellas exactly. uh, all right let's get to this tony khan going to get aggressive with rampage what is this all about gentlemen well, uh, Khan, as he always does, shows up on Busted Open Radio, and I, I don't know what he really means by this, but he says that Impact Rampage this Friday is going to go back to its ruthless roots. Now, he says it's going to be a stacked card, which is, uh, I believe, going to be the case. I can't remember what who all's on it off the top of my head, uh, but uh, I, I don't really know what he means by ruthless roots, so to speak, um, and, unless he's talking about really making it an important show much like when CM Punk debuted on that uh, on that episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't know what it, what he's really getting at on that uh, on that. So, Khan appeared uh, obviously busted open as you mentioned. Uh, mentioned the ruthless roots uh, last week. Uh, AD Rampage had competition in the form of Ring of Honor Supercard, which was on at the same time, and the WB Hall of Fame. Okay, so the show drew and less drew, than half. It drew less than half a million. It drew more than the previous week, though. <laughs> it drew more than the previous week. Maybe that's a general sense of just like people just want to watch wrestling in general, right? And it was on after SmackDown. There's just some people that you know aren't going to watch something, or they're just AEW loyalists, right? Friday at uh, ten is never going to draw. I'll just tell you yeah, that right now. <laughs> I haven't watched Rampage in four weeks. I, um, I rarely watch SmackDown live. Uh, you know, you, I'm you watch it. Some... You watch it like Saturday or something. Like yeah, that? So I usually watch it Saturday. Yeah, I, I know. I know a lot of people Saturday. that do that. Yeah, yeah. I try to watch it. T- I get so busy on Saturdays doing other stuff that I forget that my DVR recorded rampage and i haven't watched rampage in like three or four weeks now just because one this is a time slot it's a one hour show so i don't for me there's a lot of things that turn me off from my rampage the time slot never works and i always forget about it okay so it's just a, a matter of circumstance right a matter of where they where they lay it up in the week uh it's also worth noting the show is taped you know it's it's a yeah. taped show and you really can de- you condition your fans to make dynamite an appointment show that I got to watch dynamite. I got to see what's happening live. Right. And they've really made a, a lot out of this show. That's a compliment by the way, that isn't like a, you know, but when you set a certain standard and then something else just feels like 
less than. And I, I don't I don't think there's been uh, a lot of episodes like Rampage that feel less than, but plenty of them do, you know, like uh, en- enough of them do to the point where it's like, all right, I can skip it, especially in a week like WrestleMania, you know, I mean, especially in a week like WrestleMania where you're going up against the SmackDown, the go home SmackDown before WrestleMania and the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. I mean, if you're an AEW fan, you're like, oh, I'll take Rampage off this week and watch the Hall of Fame. Would, would anyone be? Come on. Is it it's the Undertaker going in? It's not exactly. that big of a deal. Uh, it's also worth noting, you know, people say, oh, uh, they beat NXT. NXT on a Tuesday did 175,000 more people than than Rampage did last week on a Friday. So so now we're, we're talking some different numbers here. It's only an hour, right? Um, but what else are you up against on a Friday? You're not That's up against just, yeah, two hours it's two hours. It's a completely different thing. But you're not up against just wrestling. You're up against sports. You're up against other things. You know, what's it going to be like in the summer when people start to go out and have different social schedules? You know, that even affects SmackDown and other shows. So it's a whole other thing. I just think Friday nights at 10 p.m. in the East is a bad spot to be. It's tough. Even if I'm home, home, I don't watch SmackDown and Raw Live or SmackDown and Rampage Live halftime. I was like... You know, half the time I don't, but uh, Dynamite f- stack tonight. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. uh, Joe is going to be in the Owen Hart tournament, uh, taking on Max Caster. Can't wait to see that rap. Can't wait to see what Max has to say about Joe tonight. Uh, 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 listen, match- listen. A match-, a match that was supposed to main event a pay per view last year uh, Christian Cage, Adam Cole, uh, FTR and the Bucks, and then you got Butcher Blade against the Hardys. So uh, a pretty, and that's a tables match, by the way. Nice. Do you think they're giving away too many of these Hardy matches on television right away? No, nah. no, nah. you don't think so. Not when know. you have fa- not when you only have four pay per views a year. True. It's just it's just one of those things where I'm like, can you build up to that? Like it, you, we just went into that right away. I don't know. It just it, it's like when Punk came out and they had him on TV like all the time. You know, like all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm almost like protect something. You know, like like it's a good problem. I'm I'm excited mm. to see it, right? I'm not, I'm yeah. like I, I like the crazy stuff they've been having Jeff do is is very very fun and exciting. I got to do a media scrum with Jeff during WrestleMania week, and he kind of talks about all of that. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to it. But it's fun. Uh, XFL. This is the new uh, Pro Football League that uh, WWE's Vince McMahon and his outside venture Alpha Entertainment tried to launch before the pandemic, and then the controlling interest was purchased by The Rock, his uh, his former wife Danny Garcia. Uh, she's part of his production company and a hedge fund have taken over control of it. WWE still involved in it, at least through Vince McMahon. Uh, Rock unveils the new XFL logo and vision. This will launch in 2023. They do have some competition from another league here. Uh, and they're getting away from the uh, the red and blue here for a simplified uh, black and white look here. Uh, we have teams. Do we have, do we have any idea of where the teams are going to be, Jeremy? I know you're big on the pro sports here. Are they keeping mostly the same teams? I I don't I I don't know I you, you think they would uh, with yeah. uh, it being you know with it being in place but then again that was three years ago four years ago um, so I don't know uh, it'll be interesting to see what I just they hope do. Florida gets a team I, I hope Florida gets somewhere at least Tampa or Orlando we in the old old XFL Orlando had one yeah. the last one Tampa had one I just hope Florida gets one was that Orlando where they did the very first game with the Rock coming yeah, out. The- I think yeah, so. the first one. Yeah, that was the Orlando yeah. Rampage, I think it was called back then. Were you there? Yeah. Nah, I was living <laughs> in Miami back then. Oh, uh, but I, I, would... I, I, this last, the last iteration of the XFL was good. It was a better product than the one they tried. Yes, it was. B- with Vince, or, or not with Vince, but w- before 
earlier, you know, because that that was like a spectacle for the first week, and then you just got tired of it going forward. Uh, this last try was good, a good brand of football. So hopefully, and it uh, does. It doesn't have to be better than the NFL. It just has to be. Oh, it, has, it has to be spring summer football. That's what it has yeah, to be. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the rock being behind it is significant. Uh, uh, one quick little tidbit I saw come across just before we went live. My dream might come true at Survivor Series. What's that? What's your dream, baby? Uh, Pat McAfee is angling for a match with Corey Graves. (laughs) So I wonder if maybe Team Pat, Team Corey. That would be cool. That would be really cool. And if this is a way to get Corey in the ring and have him do, you know. I think I I might be wrong. I might have it backwards. I think Graves might have said that. I think Graves said he might want to face McAfee. Commentator versus commentator and just have their team's perspective. That'd be a perfect setup. Where where did you, where did you get that news? Where, where you uh, uh, well, it was uh, said by by either McAfee or Graves themselves. So mm-hmm. it was a quote from them. Um, and then uh, we got one more piece of news we're going to cover. Yep. Five. What we got here? No, yeah, let's, let's, let's we're going to cover from five. You, uh, I, I don't, I can't see the back end of this. Of the, I know this is me pulling. Yes, track. we do. We do. We do have one more, and I I totally forgot. This. <laughs> this is actually kind of important. It's yeah. very important because it involves. Gunta. Gunta. So you 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 wonder what the hell happened last night with Fabian Eichner and are they going to break them up? Well, Fightful Select dropped an article literally uh, just an hour or two ago regarding Gunther and and Marcel Bartel. Apparently, Fightful has learned that there's been t- internal discussions of bringing Imperium to the main roster without Eichner. Uh, this would explain why there was the angle of Eichner walking out last night. Uh, Fightful inf- was informed that that from the point Gunther made the move over to the United States, the plan has always been to bring him to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, so, again, I, I don't I don't know why they couldn't just keep the trio together unless they're not going to push Gunther as a singles guy to start, and they're going to go Gunther and uh, and Bartel as a tag team. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I, I think they've screwed with Imperium so much that their mystique is starting to wear off. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, they held they held those titles pretty strongly. The tag titles that I, I thought they held confident. When the bell rang, this team delivered. Um, Gunther, I thought when he whenever he made his way over to NXT in the United States, a lot of people pegged him, Walter, you know, however you want to do it, um, pegged him to be the next NXT champion because mm-hmm. he was such he was such a big part of what NXT UK did in their first wave. They've settled down. You can't get them in front of real fans. That's a big star. Fans in the States want to see him. Bring him over. Smart move. Uh, and they did it during the pandemic when they needed a real kick in the ass. I think he's been a kick in the ass. He had one of the best WWE matches last year against Stroganoff. And that was built on NXT UK television then brought over here to the States, by the way. So I think, though, if he's so exciting and has this larger-than-life quality... Jose, you and I uh, were at the press junket on Friday, and we didn't get to get an interview with him. What was the one interview I I wanted that we didn't get? It was I wanted to talk to this guy because he has this quality about him in in Mm -hmm. terms of the way he walks, the way he carries himself. Like all of those things are larger than life, and you can't create those. You can't like put it's it's in a bottle. It's already there. Yep. Uh, and, and when you have magic, you don't, I mean, I, some people say, oh, they messed around with by changing his name. I really don't think it'll matter if this guy no, gets going. Because I, it, I think the whole name now, thing will not matter at all. It didn't matter well, to Brian Danielson when they changed his name. The performer, and it, it, the name isn't too far off. 
It's not like they gave him a goofy gimmick. They just gave him a name change because of copyright and trademark stuff. I can tell you that from talking to people. It's just harder to get the name Walter. Uh, so that's the point of it. Now, why split up Fabian Iker? I agree with you, Jeremy. I don't get it. If you're going to give this guy a goon squad and, you know, and make them this kind of like elitist group that mm. goes out and smashes people, that'd be pretty cool. But I do think the issue is you kind of already have a group like that in Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know, in terms of like well, tone then you got you know. got a good challenger for that group. Uh, True, but are they baby faces? You know, are you going to get behind? Are you going to get behind a gun through a Walter right away? People love Walter, they but do. also people love Roman. So even though he's a heel, he's selling the most merchandise. You could turn the bloodline face in a hurry, and it wouldn't be all a bad idea. You could turn all of them, yeah. uh, baby face right now, and it would work Absolutely. easily. Um, but again, the, but the mid card in WWE needs some new faces too. So I don't but, think you have to throw them right there in the main event. Now you got to look at the news from today, and you got to wonder. Well, crap. Do we do we make them kiss and make up so we can keep the so we can keep the tag division strong in NXT now that MSK is gone? You know, that's another thing they got to consider now. Yeah, do and, we, and that we... that'll change. That'll change since this happened. You know, I mean, like, and, do some people stay back because of that? That just yeah. happened. And do we just bring up Walter or Gunther? You know, I don't know. I, I I don't see Gunther being a tag team guy. It doesn't make any sense. He's a dominant singles competitor. Uh, but, so and also maybe NXT didn't want to lose all three of them at the same time. You know, that's something we said, like, hey, we don't want to lose all three of these guys. Can we keep one? You know, you never know. Yeah, but he's not going to be a part out. of Imperium, though. True. Himself. True. But I mean, part of it is losing three guys at once. You're not just filling one slot. You're filling three. So it's like, all right, we got a lot. of. You know, what are we going to do here? Do we have people that are ready that are recruits that aren't ready to be on NXT television yet? That we can pull up and they're ready to hey, go. It's uh, it's a lot of shuffling at once. I tell you what, I tell you what. If if Roddy is leaving anytime soon, I mean, hell, Eichner would be a hell of a guy in Diamond Mind. What uh, perfect, perfect, perfect rollover for him. There's uh, there's a lot of spaces for Eichner, but I worry if he's a solo act, he's just gonna get lost in the in the shuffle in NXT. Yeah, that's what that's what happened to him in two hundred five live. You know, he had a tremendous showing in the. Uh, cruiserweight classic and then he was mm -hmm. featured in a few matches in 205 live and then he just kind of fizzled right he just yeah nobody cared about him people cared about him when he was in imperium so I, it's yeah. going to be very interesting what what a better time to prove yourself though is a solo act then. yeah you know what i mean yeah. you've already yeah. had two guys super already, talented yeah. oh yeah. yeah very i mean i i've been a fan of his ever since the cruiserweight classic so mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, and uh, a lot of those guys from Cruiserweight Classic aren't around anymore. 205 Live isn't around anymore. So you got to adapt to the times you're in. So I guess that's kind of what it is. And and that's part of part of being in WWE is the yeah. shuffling of the rosters. They need different roles. All right. Exactly. This producer doesn't think they can produce for you. This writer doesn't think they can write for you. Uh, you're all right. Shawn Michaels likes you, but are, are you a Vince McMahon pick? You know, like th there's a lot of choices with that. So uh, I, I don't I don't blame them for it, but I under, it's it's kind of like let me see it play out first. Is that fair? Like I just I I, I don't want to bang the gavel on something that hasn't really progressed just yet. All right, guys. So before we head out, it's time for the highlight of the day. Highlight of the, the day. The highlight of the day. This is something that's going to make everyone laugh okay. after all the things that happened on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> So uh, when we got the debut of Ezekiel, Ezekiel <laughs> was involved in an, this, this little altercation with uh, with Kevin Owens, what and someone this? decided to uh, do something wild on on TikTok. So <laughs> what, what is this? parental advisory to, is uh, advice? Ezekiel, fuck you, Ezekiel, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> What's your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! 
Explain oh my God. The, uh, can you explain the original meme to people who don't understand what that is? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so just in case of y'all miss Monday Night Raw, uh, and Ezekiel made his debut, who was mm-hmm. formerly Elias. Yeah. KO was like, "You're not Ezekiel. You're Elias. I know you're a liar. You're, you're Ezekiel." So anyway, so there was a meme on TikTok that there was a guy yelling at someone from across the street that was yes. named Ezekiel, and. There two you go, two pretty belligerent guys in the middle yes. of the day. And one goes, whatever you, I'm Ezekiel. Fuck you. Who are you? And fuck Ezekiel. you. <laughs> yeah, so it was like uh, two two dogs that took over human beings barking at each other is the best way of describing it. And yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this was uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, that was and the, the the goofy editing that is pretty funny. So definitely go check it out on Tiki <laughs> Uh I want a shout out to everyone as well uh, who's listening on the podcast side of things. Uh, we provide you guys a lot of content, and you are listening to it. Thank you so so much. If you haven't done so, give a go. Give us a five star review. It really really helps us out wherever you're uh, listening, whatever app you're on, whatever country you're in. Thank you to the fans in India putting us in the top 10 wrestling uh, podcast. Thank you to fans in the United States, Great Britain, Canada, Germany. Tell them where we tell them where we're number one. But this past Sunday and Monday, we are we are no longer in the number one. We're still in the top 20. But I will say thank you to all of the great lads and 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 ladies in Ireland, all of you in Ireland. All of you, uh, ooh, up ah, the raw. Thank you so, so much. I am very, very grateful to uh, all of you guys in Ireland across all the counties uh, for listening. We went to number one. We were the number one wrestling podcast in Ireland for like f- probably 45 minutes on Sunday. Hey, and- I'll take it. <laughs> I will take, take it. it. I will take it. I will take it. Uh, I will be uh, going to Ireland someday. I just don't know when, but yeah, I'll go thank the people once I do. Yes, you'll drink Guinnesses on our behalf. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, if you haven't done so, uh, check out all of us on social media. Uh, Jose underscore G underscore official on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on Twitter. You can follow J- at JB Huskers as well. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Callum. I will be live at the Hoagland Center in Springfield, Illinois with the QLZ Comedy Invasion. You can get your tickets at WQLZ.com. The link is up on my Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Sorry for holding you up. Appreciate it. We're getting through it, and you're getting through it with us. Whether or not you want to be angry and yell at things on the internet, just take a deep breath and do what, gentlemen? You got to take a deep breath. Enjoy. <sighs> Sorry, my voice is sucked. <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy wrestling, Gee, guys. Gee, whiz, mister. You got to enjoy wrestling. Jose's hit puberty, everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's the real boy now. I'm a real boy. <laughs> watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.